0: Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in CrossFit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossfit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. I got a lot of notes and uh, really don't know sometimes where to start. My wife says I don't know when to quit, (laughs) but uh, I was telling them the other night, uh, some folks have asked me to come and teach the uh, book of Psalms, and uh, I agreed to probably start next week or maybe the next, and I was telling my wife last night, uh, I have 43 pages of notes just on the book of Psalms six verses. So if, if you keep digging, you can, you can be surprised what you come up with. Um, th- and, and listen, I, I probably can't talk any of you into getting saved. But I tell you, you're a fool if you don't. I mean, it is amazing. Absolutely amazing. But this book right here, I hope to entice you convince you that this is a treasure (laughs) i'm not kidding and and you have to dig in it to get to the truth all of it and if you want to go deep you can go deep Uh, very little you're gonna find on the surface very little you'll find some but you won't find very much But if you don't mind digging, this this book will bless you. And I want to uh, try to the best of my ability, which is dwindling pretty fast. Uh, I don't have as much as I used to have. I used to uh, jump over the pulpit and walk on the back of the pews and swing from the chandeliers, you know. Uh, But I can't even hardly get up here now. (laughs) The devil sometimes plays havoc with your temple, your body, and uh, he just don't let go sometimes. But we serve a risen king, and he's worthy all our praise. Every breath you breathe ought to be dedicated to him. It's his to start with. He created it all just for you. You know why? He likes you. Every one of you. Josh sang a good song, My Daddy Loves Me. That's true. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Now, that's not a clock, is it? I think say <laughs> it. Boy, if I have to preach till dinner, that's gonna get me. it was late, <laughs> early or something. This is my Greek uh, here, and this is my King James, and this is me, and we're gonna see where we go from there. Okay, I love you, and I appreciate. Really and truly, <laughs> this this is the greatest crowd I've ever met. Amen. <laughs> Amen. They are worthy of all your support. All of it. Uh, this is not an easy job. Uh, they asked me when I was going to start pastoring again, and I said as soon as they... Release me so I could wear a forty five to the pulpit. (laughs) Just to get your attention. God's good to us. He's good to us. And he left and and he gives us let me tell you something that and and if we just don't do anything but give you nuggets, that'll be alright, won't it? There are five translations in the Bible now I'm not talking about these Bibles I'm talking about five translations in the Bible every verse there are five translations you didn't know that golly the apostle looks at it one way (laughs) same verse the evangelist looks at it another way the same verse. The prophet looks at it another way. The pastor looks at it another way. And the teacher even looks at it another way. Don't mean they're wrong. They're all right. Because this, this is packed. This, this is dynamite. And, and we live firecracker lives. You know. well we do <laughs> and God gave us a world to change and you don't change the world with a spoon do you and he gave us the dynamite to deal with things with get things out of the way and we ought to learn how to use it and not abuse it uh, and I think God has assembled a group that's going to uh, learn how to use this Bible. It is a fascinating book, very fascinating. I'm trying to find a place to get started. Can I? <laughs> these these kids up here. Half these kids are mine. You know, (laughs) did you know that? My daughter, grandson, and I'm telling you, God's good to us when we let Him. Do you let Him? You want to let Him? You got to yield to Him. Surrender to Him. Let Him be God. That's who he is. Let him be. And he'll bless you. All right, I'm just about to get this thing started. I'm. I. I, Years ago, I kind of quit trying to change people. People are going to do what in the world they want to do, you know. And if, and if and if the Holy Ghost can't change them, but I can't. <laughs> I mean, I tried for years. I mean, I tried everything. You can. I started preaching in nineteen sixty-seven, and uh, that's when, uh, well, I, the church I pastored. I could I could get up and do just about anything if it was in the Word of God. I really could. I had a lot of liberty. It was a Baptist church but I had liberty and and I preached but I didn't know what I was preaching you know sometimes I just preached and looked for sermons and and one day I found out hey man I, there's more in this book than just a sermon yeah. it is <laughs> there's hundreds of sermons on one page you know if you look at it right and so I began to study it and read it and for my own benefit to feel me to 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 do something with the hunger down deep inside. And it it met that need. And that's what my, my father did. He pointed me to what I was looking for. And it was the the word of God. And if you just read it and study it and dig in it, oh, you'd be surprised what God does. Now I want to talk to you about what time is it. I believe with all of my heart, we are running out of time. Watch Trump. <laughs> I love Trump. I pray for Trump. He's my man. Matter of fact, I voted for him. I'm going to vote again if, if they let him stay up, you know, up there. I, I'm, I'm going to vote again for him. But, uh, and preachers ain't supposed to say things politically in the pulpit. But I'm going to tell you something. Clinton is a Jezebel, period. And you better listen to it too. They're out to do one thing. And this is, this is something that, that turned me and helped me to know what time it is. The world is headed to a one world government and that's what they're after. They're seeking it with all their heart and soul. They're not interested in America being sovereign. Not interested in you. They're interested in the world, one world government and they're in control. So you better wake up. We are in the last days. What time is it? Somebody asked me the other night. What time it was on God's, on God's clock? One minute before midnight. There ain't much time. And I believe that with all my heart. I do a little praying uh, some sleeping, but yeah. And I like and this book just feeds my soul. And then I watch the news of where we're at, and and I, I can tell you, we are close to the end, closer than you think. CRISPR, you know what CRISPR is? That's the technique that they've come up with the scientists have come up with it and it deals with the DNA cutting out the good part the bad part throwing it away and putting in something else you can now modify your child before they ever get here <laughs> did you know that's what brought the blood the the flood on messing with the DNA now they didn't do it with crispr like we're doing that. They did it with the watchers, the angels that fell. And they created a hybrid human. And that's what China and Japan and some of the other nations are after now. And they're looking for the superhuman to put a gun in his hand. We're, I, don't, I, don't believe, I don't believe God is going to allow that to happen again either. Have you heard about the, the CERN? That big thing over around Switzerland, France, on the border of France and Italy, they have dug a great big tunnel, seventeen miles around, and put a gun in it that shoots uh, atoms at each other. That's what they do. They're trying to. They're looking for the God particle. And they're expecting a big bang. But you know where they put that thing? You know where it's built? Over what Jewish history and theologians say is the spot where the bottomless pit will be opened in the last days. Guess what? They may open it. Hey, we're in bad. This is bad times. We're we are in. He was a stranger, and I took him in. Y'all <laughs> see? diabetes is working up (laughs) y'all used to wasn't this funny (laughs) all of this is pointing us to the end time We, we do not know the day but we can know the season God wants us to know the season because he wants us to get ready. I think uh, we got all kinds of schools going on here, but we're going to start another one pretty soon, and it's called Rapture Practice. Okay? <laughs> right after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy going to teach you <laughs> he can probably jump higher we are in trouble the church is not but the world is the church is in good shape as long as you're looking to Jesus and not looking to the pastor these, these guys are very important But they're not as important as Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's who they are to lead us to. And to look at him for everything that we need. Not them. And he'll he'll provide it. God will provide it. Now, if you'll turn with me, I want to go. (laughs) Hopefully, they brought me a seat. I'm going to sit down here in just a minute. Uh, because my legs are rather uh, well I I traded legs with a jaybird. And they're just really, and they're just really not that strong. You know? I I should have went for a stork or something like that. <laughs> but it's kinda it's kinda Y'all know this is for nothing. I don't get paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) But keep laughing. Maybe I'll get a job. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, (laughs) Revelation chapter 4. Now the reason I want to do this, I know a lot of preachers, and I know where a lot of them are coming from and what they're teaching. And there's a lot of teaching today. That And, and everybody's worried about the judgment. Uh, I, I watch television and, you know, and I hear all that. And, and, and they are worried about judgment. And the, the world is fixed. There is fixing to be a big judgment. It really is. And, and I, I was in the hospital a few years ago with a heart attack. And I had to brush with death and some problems. (laughs) And and I left here for a short season. Um, I didn't want to come back, but I did. And uh, I saw some things that really um, changed my perspective on what I needed to do. There is a judgment coming. And one night in the hospital, I had a vision, I guess is what you call it. I don't know what it was. But I saw in that vision a battle, a big battle, big war, big war. The world was involved in it. And I looked up and I saw some guys going to this battle with their suits on and their briefcase. And I was watching them and I knew where they was going because I could see that there was ahead of them there was fighting and battling and all this. And I I, I said, Lord, what what what's wrong? Those guys are preachers. I don't know who they were, but you could tell they were preachers. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, the only thing that will keep you out of that battle is Jesus. (laughs) He is it. He, He is the only way. Without Him, the church is raptured and you don't go. You go into a battle. So you better think about this. This is not uh, I'm not doing this just for the fun of it. It is fun. I told Josh, you know, he preached the other day, I said, Look, Bub, th- this stuff will get in your blood. I mean it'll you you'll get to where you like it. And and, and you'll just you'll just he'll be running in there getting down at her knees saying, I got to preach, I got to preach, I got something in here, I got to go. <laughs> Ain't that right? You did I, y'all probably don't know what that means, but you will. This is serious stuff. There's nothing any more serious in all the world than your relationship to Jesus Christ. I mean, this is it, folks. This is, this is the... We, we go for a physical, and everybody pays the doctor well, and they go every time the doctor says you ought to come, but none of us ever come for a, phys, a spiritual. Right? We ought to have spiritual examinations too. And you can do that today right here, right now. And the doctor is the Holy Ghost. And if you're not ready, church membership, by the way, don't do it. It takes a relationship to Jesus Christ. A relationship of love. <laughs> of love. I love Miss Villa. She come in one day and I come in one day and she was packing. I said, where are you going? And she said, I'm leaving. And I run in the bedroom and started packing. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going with you. And that's the way we ought to be. With Jesus, wherever she goes, I'm going. Wherever he goes, I'm going. Guess where he's going? Man, it's hot up here. (laughs) Revelation chapter (laughs) 4. I'll I'll probably have to prove to y'all that I enjoy this. You won't be able to pick it up any other way. Oh. Right? <laughs> Woo! I like. It. <laughs> I like this. Some of y'all are good looking. <laughs> on, on on this side. <laughs> okay. Enough of the foolishness. Bela says, "Get on with it, y'all." Did y'all see her pointing that finger? She, uh, she's my coach. Isn't that branded? Don't <laughs> Amen. Revelation chapter four, verse one. I'm going to try to use if I possibly can and I don't run out of a diabetic has to eat every day at the same time y'all see me sometimes I leave church a little early Uh, y'all stay here till my sugar runs out you know I mean I got me and Miss Villa run out in the hall and I get a little sugar and I'm back (laughs) and sometimes that's all I need (laughs) You see me leave while I go, I turn my pump off. So I'm all right, hopefully. Um, I'm on a pump, insulin pump, and it goes in all the time. And uh, when I'm sitting through a long service, it does get tricky. So I just went in there while I go and turned the thing off. And if uh, I pass out on the floor, y'all just come up here and kiss me. You know (laughs) You know but 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 only those without false teeth, okay no. <laughs> okay, that's it <laughs> are you ready? Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now, let me, I'm going to start right out. You know, we could, I started to read the whole chapter, and I said, no, take too long, so I'm just going to go at it a verse at a time, and we'll get through as quick as we can, okay? I want to show you there's a change in reading the book of Revelation. There's a change in the Bible. And the Bible teaches us that we have to uh, skillfully decipher the Word of God. You can't just read it. This is not just a book. I mean, this ain't, this ain't the newspaper, even though sometimes it sounds like it. This is a book that takes dedication, determination. It's full of mysteries. And if you're willing, like I said, if you're willing to dig them out, you possibly can. But I'm going to tell you, the church ain't going through the, the uh, judgment that's headed for this world. First of all, the cross is our judgment. We've been judged. If you've been to the cross, you've been judged. And guess what? Jesus paid the price for your sins. All of them. We need to learn how to repent. Confess and repent. Except, and it says... Except if you don't repent, you might perish. Whew. So you need to learn how to repent. I never did like this thing. Do y'all like this thing? Do you? Oh, okay. Let me show you something. Let me show you how to, how to study a little bit and find some things in here. The very first word after this. I'm not going to tell you the Greek word. I'm not going to pronounce it. That's M-E-T-A-T-A-U-T-A. And it means after this. (laughs) What's what it means. what, What is it after then? He just got through showing them the church. Just got through talking about the church. Chapter 1, 2, and 3. All about the church. Explaining the church. And he said, but after this, after he got through talking about the church, things began to change. And you'll see it in just a minute, how it changed. This signals the beginning of a new subject from the church to the Jewish nation. That's the subject. From the church to the Jewish nation. And it is a nation that he's talking about. And this is the main section of... Of the book of Revelation. Most of it is talking about this one subject the Jewish nation. Okay? Now he says, the first heaven opened, or first the heaven opened. There's a portal opened up. See, there's this thing getting weak, is me? Good deal. I was worried. <coughs> heaven opened. And listen to me. We're going to hear that again. Did you know it? There's going to one day it's going to open up and Jesus is going to step out. And and, and listen to what he's going to say. You know why he's going? He's coming for his bride. It's true. He is coming. And I'm going to prove to you that it's not going to be at the rapture. uh, The battle of Armageddon. There is a rapture there. He does come, that's when he comes all the way back to the earth. Puts his feet on this earth, on the Mount of Olives, and there is a battle takes place. That's not the rapture of the church. A lot of people worry about that, okay? But we're going to hear him say, listen, listen, you've got to listen closely. You may not hear it. Come up hither. Come up hither, and, and look at what he says in verse two. He says, "And suddenly, you know what that means? Suddenly, pretty quick, you know, boom, and you're there. You ain't gonna take off slow, and you know, and you know, you're just, oh, if I'm just, uh, I mean, you're gone. Bam." And you're in his presence. I walked in the hospital one night in Branson, Missouri. And I walked up to this nurse's desk. And I said, uh, uh, she said, can I help you? It was late at night, about 1 o'clock in the morning. And she said, can I help you? And I said, "Um, uh, yeah. I think I'm having a. And I did. That's it. Suddenly. Suddenly, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to lay this body down. Okay? Come up hither. And immediately, I was in the spirit. And behold, <laughs> a throne was set. See the difference? Uh, underline that a throne. I was gonna get the guys to bring. Have you seen the mercy seat? You know, the mercy seat is one is in during the privilege of grace. That's the mercy seat. God deals with us from the mercy seat. And it's called grace. Now he's going, he's he's getting off of the mercy seat and going to the throne, throne of things fix and change that's what he's talking about now the church is not mentioned anymore after this verse until the revelation uh, 22 and verse 16 the church is mentioned again well let's just read shoot Let's have some fun, you know, too. Verse 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things. And listen, this is important the way you read it, see. To testify unto you these things in the church. Now, see, he's talking the whole book. Now, he's talking to the Jew. And he's telling the Jew, you got no excuse you saw me dealing with the church. Every day I dealt with the church. I blessed the church. I used the church. I ministered through the church. I healed the church. And you're sitting over here in Israel thinking you got a corner on God. Watch the church. You should have seen it. You got no complaint. And I'll tell you something. If you don't get where God wants you, you got no complaint when judgment starts. This is serious stuff, folks. We come to church sometimes and I don't understand people that come up here and just have fun. (laughs) I just don't understand it. But this is serious. Because you could miss it. Them preachers, as I was talking about earlier, missed it. You know, because the Bible says in Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty one, not everyone said to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the Amen. <laughs> Will you wear a suit or a pair of shorts? Tote a briefcase. Or preach without a tie. It's your relationship to Jesus Christ that really counts. And the church has got a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not everybody in the church building don't have. But the church does. And that's what what I'm going to talk about when I teach on uh, Psalms 23rd Psalms. It's a relationship. Relationship. Immediately, he was caught up. Now, these, uh, the elders that, that seen around this cross, around this throne, are representative of the church. I know, I've read all that. People say they're angels. Angels ain't redeemed. They had on white robes and all that. This is all representative of the church. The redeemed, the blood-bought, then Daniel's 70th week will start. You know, God told Daniel, he said, Daniel, seal up the book. Don't say no more. Don't, don't, don't talk no more about this until the end time. And now God has opened up and we can see what, that, what he was talking about and what he saw. And it was the chapters in Revelation that deal with the Jewish nation. Daniel's 70th week. And it talks, and it's all about judgment. You know what? It's judgment about acting like a fool knowing you know more than God. I can handle this. I, I, I dealt with a guy several years ago trying to win him to the Lord, and and he, he wanted a Bible. And I gave him a Bible. And I thought, well, that, that'll help. And he started reading about Every day or two, I'd go over there and say, are you ready to get saved yet? He said, no, I had not finished the Bible yet. Said, Good night, man. You don't have to finish the Bible. You, don't, you, you just need to trust you. You need to believe what it says and trust Jesus with your life. He said, yeah, but I might read something in there I don't like. And I said, what do you mean? He said, God may want me to do something I don't want to do. How about go to hell? <laughs> you want to do that? This is this is serious stuff. I now, I will to tell you something else. Don't everybody leave it one time. Matter of fact, you know, this they, they, fellow told me one time, he said, I want you to preach. And I went to this church and started preaching. I said, look, they've asked me to preach, to speak tonight. And I'm I, I'm going to speak. And your job is to hear. And if you get through before I do, please act like you're hearing. <laughs> and that's the way y'all are. Y'all are doing pretty good, really, right now. Acting like. The saved are not accounted to the wrath of God. We will escape. I want to show you something. If you'll go with me to Thessalonians, I'm going to show you some scripture and try to... Um, I'll, draw, I'll, I'll finish this as soon as I can. But in, Revelation, in in 1 Thessalonians chapter, diabetes messes up your fingers and everything else can't turn the pages like I used to. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 11. No, 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 no. That's wrong. 5, I'm sorry. 5 and verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need to know that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. That don't sound like he's coming to do war, does it? Because when he comes to do war, (laughs) he comes with an army on white horses. For then they shall say, peace and safety. Talks about how, how the... Uh, church is going to act verse 4 but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief ye are not the child. ye are all the children of light and the children of day and are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and I like that. And be sober. That's not talking about spiritually. It's okay to get drunk in the spirit. You ever been drunk in the spirit? You're tried. That's a good dose. I'm telling you. Without a without a what do you call it? That, that the after effects, hangovers. does <laughs> 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 <I know. Did, laughs> yeah. Most of us do. Verse 9 says, For God hath not appointed us. Who is us? Paul's writing this to the Gentile church. Not appointed us to wrath. The judgment that's about to come on the world is the wrath of God. Go with me to 2 Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 2 and verse uh, 6. And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. See, the, the subject matter in the book of Revelation has changed. From the church, describing the church, talking about the church, Explaining the church. It's changed now to the judgment of the nation. Not only the nation of Israel. The last three and a half years will be the judgment on Israel. But before that, Israel uh, is judging some nations. There's a whole lot of judging going on. And it's all about nations. Some nations are going to turn against Israel and it's going to get ugly and some are not. and A whole bunch of mess going on. But it's all about judging nations, not individuals. Grace deals with individuals. The mercy seat deals with individuals. The judgment of God on the throne deals with nations that turn their hearts away from God. See, this, this is, this is, uh, is going to get serious. There is a change of attitude, God's attitude. And you don't want to be here when that attitude changes. But it's a change of attitude, okay? It goes from the mercy seat to the throne room. Now the throne is the center of activity. Not the mercy seat. The mercy seat deals with rewards. The beam, of, you know we talk about the beam of judgment. That's the rewards from the mercy seat. But the throne deals with judgment. And the two don't go together. When a judge passes a sentence, guess what? You're judged. And it's too late for mercy. (laughs) Mercy and judgment don't go together. The attitude changes. God has... Listen. God has showed us mercy for 2,000 years. And the church is just getting where they don't appreciate it no more. You know? We treat their... Did you? Let let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something else that probably you do not know. These people right here, uh, I read this in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I think it's in Ephesians. These people are gifts to the church. (laughs) What do you do with a gift? Treat it like a gift. Tear the wrapping off. <laughs> Kick it around. You know, tear it up. Look for nothing. That's what we've been doing. My first church I pastored had the, the testimony that they'd call young preachers and try. And if you survive that church, and their testimony was, if you survive us, you can survive Anything. And they wasn't kidding. Whew. Some of them are horrible. Christian people or people that go to church can be horrible. But I going to tell you something. There's something different about a Christian that loves Jesus. And, and that's, that's a gift. Treat it like a gift. And God will honor you for it. Now you look in verse 3 of Revelation 4 and verse 3 talks about and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and sardine stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight isn't that a beautiful place One one of my Ordeals I had, when I, was, I spent 51 days in the hospital and, and uh, had several episodes of going to see the Lord and, and uh, uh, Ms. Vila just wouldn't let me go, you know, <laughs> and she kept calling me back and talking to the Lord and he listened to her and sent me back, but I'm going to tell you what I saw. I one one of my episodes I, I woke up in a the most beautiful garden. <laughs> I mean it was amazing. The trees and the flowers and the gra- green grass. You ain't seen green. And the leaves on the trees and and, and it was just it, and this, this is what I want to. This is what, this is what you really got to know. And I don't know how to explain it, but everything in God's garden is alive. Even the colors are alive. I'd look at a tree, and I could see the leaves, and I could even see the ones behind it. I. I, you, I you, you can't explain, you, you know. But there they were. And we don't understand that. But everything in God's garden, in God's, nothing dead in God's presence. <clears throat> nothing on its own. It's all there because of Christ. Christ paid the price. Boy, if we ever get. If we ever get to that place to realize that Christ paid the price, for everything, it'll change your lives. Verse 4 says, uh, ooh. verse 4 says, and around about the throne, there were twenty seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their head crowns of thorn, uh, <laughs> crowns of gold. Yeah, I'm glad you changed that. <laughs> it's these glasses. Yeah. Isn't it amazing to see, to see, to get a glimpse. If, if God permits you to get a glimpse of his glory, and you can do that down here every Sunday, get a glimpse. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Ms. Vila and I was talking about the other day, these beasts that he mentions here in this, they, they, they sing holy, holy, holy Twenty-four hours a day, day and night, all around. That's all they do. Think you can stand it? I come down here one day and they was all shouting and everything. And whoo, it's hard to stand it. I got up here one, just walked up here one day, and it's hot up here. Not with heat. <laughs> and I feel good right now. let me tell you something my biggest worry about getting up here i got uh what do you call it neuropathy on my feet and my feet hurt all the time and the nerves the diabetes has burned the nerves up in my feet and and i feel good i mean i'm even thinking about maybe going barefooted you know (laughs) amen praise the lord ain't god good I'm going to flip a page and that means I'm half through. All right. <laughs> hope y'all, listen, I ain't preached in a long time. I'm enjoying thunder out of this. And I hope y'all do too. Okay. Praise the Lord. God's good to us. Verse 5. And out of the throne proceeded lightning and thundering And voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. You see this in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. There's the spirit of the Lord, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, one thing we need in this society. Is respect, and you got to have some respect are honor to have respect. Most of us don't, and I appreciate this among these. I've seen more honor here. I'm a Baptist. They don't honor nobody. You know, I mean, I mean, when I come to Miss Vela and I talked about. It. We come down here and see all these people honoring each other. And I, what, the, what are they doing? You know? But it's grown on me. <laughs> I kind of like it, you know? Yeah. Some of y'all have come and hugged my neck and said, Oh, Brother Floyd praying for you this morning. And, I kind of like it. You know? They, they didn't do me that way in the Baptist church. And you say, well, you oughtn't talk about them. Why? <laughs> huh? Did you know that's what the Republicans don't talk about the Democrats either? And they're getting stomped. If they're wrong, they're wrong. But, but we're in the society now we call right, wrong, and wrong, right. <laughs> See, we've got to be politically correct. Mud. I will say this. The Bible ain't politically correct. All right. All of this reflects the awesomeness of the glory of God. The seven lamps. <laughs> Let's go to verse 6. The sea of glass. You know what that means? You can't hide nothing from God. Not nothing. You can't hide nothing. <laughs> Not nothing. If you've got a stinking attitude, he knows it. Get rid of it. Deal with it. It's robbing you anyway. If you've got a bad habit, get rid of it. Somebody said, well, smokers can't go to heaven. You know why? Because you'd have to go to hell to get a light for your cigarette. Huh? <laughs> Wait, well, wasn't that? It wasn't that funny. <laughs> Why not? I, I, I used to enjoy them cigarettes. I'm enjoying you smoking them now. And we're listen. These things are robbing us. Of the glory of the Lord. These little old sin, not just smoking, a bad attitude, depression. Doing it your way. God has the best way. And everything he's, he's already been proven. It works. It works. And and we need to realize that. Verse 7. Still a whole bunch of verses, isn't it? The beast. Talks about the beast here. And the first beast was like a lion. Now these beasts, if, if you go and study them out, uh, the, the, the the word in the Greek is uh, z-o-o-n. For these beasts. Now there's another word in the, in the Bible for... Uh, Beast, and it's T H E R I O N. That ain't the one he's talking about. These are beasts that are mean, they're beastly, they've hurt you. But these beasts over here in Revelation, he's talking about are thinking beasts. And I want to show you something about them. These beasts call attention to the holiness of God in chapter 4, verse 4 through 8. They fall prostrate. In worship before God in chapter 5. They sing and play harps in chapter 5. They offer prayers of the saints in chapter 5. They call forth the four horsemen in chapter 6. They bring the bowls of prayers to the uh, before the angels in chapter 15. And they listen to the worship of others in chapter 14. They're cherubim. And you read about them in the book of Ezekiel. It tells all about them. Can, can I, want, I, want, I want to see if anybody can draw me a picture of one. They're like wheels turning in a wheel. That's what he says. It's, it's, we're told about it. wheels in a wheel. You know? And, and I saw one the other day, I saw a car going down the road, and it stopped, and the hubcap stopped turning. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I said, Oh my God. You know? Any other <laughs> And God's offer. He thought of that before you did. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> Amen. So if he knows that much, whew, he'd be worth getting close to, wouldn't he? All right. Now, all of this happened 600 years before Christ was ever born. Isn't that amazing? Now, listen to me. 400 years before Christ was born, the glory left Israel. (laughs) And for 400 years... The Lord didn't even speak to them. And then Christ was born. And then grace started. And God called out the church. And blessed the church. And poured his glory out on them. Done many mighty things in the church. To make Israel jealous. Hey. now in Thessalonians a while ago it said when he that led us is taken out of the way you know what he's talking about when the whole, and the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's keeping Satan and his whatever you want to call them from tearing this country apart right now we still got a little grace but when the Holy Spirit takes the church out and the Holy Spirit goes, listen to me, if you ain't got a little spirit in you, you ain't going to get off the ground. You ain't. You got to have a tiger in your tank, don't you? Huh? That's why you need to get down here and get where God wants you. So what's going to happen if you have to stay here? You're going to see hell come alive. People are going to have their heads cut off. <laughs> it's just an everyday at the job. Things is going to be pretty bad. Don't hang around. If you want to hang around somewhere, get down at the altar. Hang around. Hang around. Hang around. That's your only hope. They can't do it for us. Got to do it yourself. See, it's an individual thing. It's what I do with Jesus, not what we do. See, I used to... (laughs) My wife was a church member before we got, when we got married and I trusted that she's going to take care of everything. I found out she does. Y'all get that when you get home. She does. But I had to get right with God and get where God wanted me and I had to put on my big boy pants and face up to the fact that my kids needed a daddy that was good to them. A daddy that would correct them when they needed it. And that, and if you don't think God the Father won't correct you, you are badly mistaken. He says, I chastise all those whom I love. And if you don't love a child, you don't love, and don't chastise a child, you don't love them. You just like them hanging around. Now, that's Bible. That ain't Floyd Griffiths. That's Bible. This book works. And the problem we have in America, we quit following it. The church quit following it. Jesus is our sacrifice. (laughs) You know... Can I pause for just a minute? I'm going to anyway. Woo! Good night. Where do you get my bill? Then you say, wow. Well, it really wasn't much to that. Listen. <laughs> <clears throat> the world is falling, the world is in a there's a, there's a force. Uh, watch, watch, watch this handkerchief. Watch this. Um, looking back at them boys, I was going to throw one of them up, but I think I just throw the handkerchief. The, uh, watch, watch this. See? And it comes back down. You know why? When I threw it up, there was a force pushing it up. That force gave out And another force took on, called gravity, and down it comes. The world and mankind is moving downward by a force that's against the world and all mankind. Going down, 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 down. Or you think you're going to stop. Really? You're going to keep going down and down and down until another force takes over and changes direction. And then you start up, up, and up. Only one person One person has ever paused, and that was Jesus. He was hung between heaven and earth, suspended, nailed to a cross for you and me. He changed my direction. He's the only thing that will change your direction. And you will go down. I don't care how good you are. What kind of house you live in. What kind of car you drive. Without Jesus Christ. And dedicated to him. You're going down. 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 And one day you're going to meet Jesus. And you say, saying, well, Lord, I just really ain't got time now. I've had people tell me that. And then they just keep falling. And some of them never wake up. That's a tragedy. And all you've got to do is look at what God has done. He's already chosen the sacrifice for your sins. And if you accept that sacrifice, then you stop the downward plunge. And now your direction is up. And you can rise as high as you want to go. How clear is that? I heard something the other day on TV that really, I really did, I really did like this. (laughs) Did you know at, at the feast day of Passover, the priest, the high priest... Would uh, have two goats. And he'd bring the two goats. They looked just alike. And he'd bring the two goats in. And he'd put, write something on a rock. And he'd put it on one goat. And the other rock on the other goat. One goat was saved. One goat was uh, killed. These goats had to look identical, they had to be identical. They had to be. I, you know, it wouldn't work if they weren't identical. Did you know on the day of Jesus died on the cross, he was presented before the crowd by the priest, and who do you, with a man called Barabbas. And they said, uh, who do you want to live? Jesus or Barabbas? They chose Barabbas to live, Jesus to die. But what was the, (laughs) why, did him and Barabbas look alike? I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe. But now the Bible does tell us something that they did have alike. Did you know Barabbas' name, we pronounce it wrong in in the English it is Bar Abba is the way you're supposed to pronounce it in Hebrew. Bar Abba, Abba Father. Bar means son. Son of the Father. <laughs> son of the Father. And Jesus Christ was Son of the Father. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. So they had something that made them just alike. But I found out, you can read some texts and some Hebrew things, Barabbas' first name was Yeshua. Yeshua Bar Abba. Jesus' name was Yeshua. They didn't call him Barabbas, but he claimed to be the son of the father, Barabbas. And he was who he claimed to be. And he paid the price for you to sit here today. He paid the price for you to die and go to heaven. He paid the price for everything you get, won't desire, need. He paid the price. Ain't that amazing? We saw something. I was was telling somebody if you want the blessings of God why can't I get the blessings of God? I want the blessings of God. I want them. Why can't I get them? And I saw this guy take two cups and one was up and one he turned over. And he started pouring water in both of them. Guess which one filled up? <laughs> the one in the right position. Get in the right position and the blessings flow. But you can still stop it because if you ain't setting, you can tilt the cup a little bit. It'll get some blessing, but it won't get full. We got to where God yeah. 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 I thought that was good. Ah. Well, there's a lot more to this. But i am running out of energy. <laughs> and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Father, in the name of Jesus... In the name of Jesus, as the Holy Spirit has opportunity to speak to everyone that's here, big, little, black or white, boy or girl, man or woman, may you deal with our hearts. Show us, dear Lord, that which so easily besets us and calls us heavenly Father in the name of Jesus. To bring it to the cross and leave it there. That we may be filled with all the fullness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.